1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. We get to speak to one of our, I like to call him a moody cousin, mm-hmm. is Carl Clausen. <laughs> He's a husband, a pastor, an author, a conference speaker, and adventurer. He's the author of The Seven Resolutions, which is available through moodybooks.org. And he's also the host of Carl and Crew on Moody Radio Chicago. Hey, Carl. Good morning, Tom and Tobby. How are you guys? We're doing great, and we're so excited to talk to you because you've been going places. <laughs> I don't know where I've been going. You got to tell my mom that, Tommy. That was great to hear it right there. Okay, well, we'll be specific for her right now, just because you actually, when you heard about what was happening at Asbury University, rumor has it around Moody Radio that you went there yeah. to kind of see what was going on, and you had boots on the ground. I would love to just get your take of what you saw, what you experienced, what you heard while you were there, and where we're at now. I was so blown away. You know, guys, I got to tell you, I've been, I'm not, I'm not a young man anymore, but I've been praying for revival and revival is an interesting thing because it's not even a word in the, in the scriptures. Revive is so God is mentioned repeatedly by, in Hosea, in Daniel, in Isaiah, in the Psalms, but it's, revival is not a word, but it's a revived people. And that's what I saw. So I've been praying for a revival for the longest time because, look, um, our nation had great stirrings and awakenings of the Lord, but we need one again. We really do, guys. And the church needs to come alive. This notion that the church sits back and says, oh, what a, you know, the look of the world, man, it's, it's going south fast. Look, our church needs a revival. And what I saw down there at Asbury, yeah, I got in a, I got in a van, took a studio with me in a briefcase, basically, and uh, told the morning show, let me get down there and broadcast from there. And uh, made an arrangement with the communications coordinator for Asbury. Just kind of landed in the basement right below where everything was going on and interviewed folks. And I got to tell you, it is the real deal. And it's spreading around the country right now, guys. Mm, and we have been hearing some stirrings in our own neck of the woods and uh, one of God. our colleges nearby that they've actually, they started talking about uh, reviving happening on their campus probably last year. So these things are kind of almost simultaneous, maybe not as, as well known as Asbury. But Carl, you said you were there and it was real. Now, we have had some listeners who've shared 
shared with us that they have some doubts about whether or not this is a genuine revival, uh, that they didn't hear the gospel being preached clearly. And and they're concerned, you know, that yeah. maybe this is a different gospel or maybe just a watered down something happening. How do you respond to that? Well, first off, I'm a I'm a Bible guy through and through, and I'm I am uh, committed to gospel presentation. I'm very sensitive to emotionalism, mainly because mm-hmm. I'm a Type A crazy personality, and I know where I can go myself. So, I've got my antennas up for that stuff. This was gospel. Mm. This is repentance. This is salvation. And let me tell you the fruit of it. The fruit of it is that it fulfilled the commandment of Jesus. This is my commandment, that you love one another mm-hmm. and that the world will see your love for one another. And here's here's a fact. There is love. There is no celebrity. The celebrity is the glory of God in this thing. So I would say to people who are skeptical, and sure, I was too. I went down there because I was a little bit skeptical. Um, I got to tell you. Um, you know, one of my dearest, one of our dearest friends is Kay Arthur. I think she's from your neck of the woods. Yeah, there. she sure is. And uh, yeah, she's a dear friend of ours. And let me tell you right now, uh, she, Kay Arthur is an exacting woman of God with the word of God. And Kay Arthur would walk out of what's going on down at Asbury and go, this, it, this is well with my soul. It is beautiful. When you have repentance, when you have gospel preaching, when you have um, unity of the spirit and the overflow is love and there is no celebrity per se on stage except the glory of God, come on, guys, mm-hmm. now waiting. And, and oh, here's the, here's the kicker. People will say, well, what's the fruit of revival? I'll tell you what the fruit of revival is. Marriages that have been estranged that are coming together. Um, addictions that are broken, bitternesses that are healed, uh, wounds that are turned into sacred scars. And I've seen all of that. And so here's the point. This emotionalism is a splash. Revival has ripple effects. This will, if it were to stop today, it will ripple through history. No question in my mind. Mm. Wow, that is beautiful. You're hearing the voice of Carl Clausen. He is, of course, the host of Moody Radio Chicago. He was in Asbury. We're talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which happened there. And Carl, we heard it said in two words that what has been experienced there is called radical humility, that people aren't seeking their own glory. They're trying to reflect to the Lord. Talk about that right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right on. I think Charles Morris is right. I think there's a radical humility. I was there. I mean, I saw the... And I'll tell you, here's a couple of things. Got a lot of things on my mind. One is, there's a radical humility. Two, it is led by radical humility. Mm. That the president of Asbury got up uh, one of the early sessions. This is probably three days before 30,000 people descended. I was there during the 5,000-person initial lift. But it it was uh, the president that got up and he says, hello, gave his name, says, I'm one of the staff members here and we just want to give some guidance for today. Well, you know, in normal setting, it'd be like I'm the president here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, welcome to Asbury. That, that isn't the case. But I think the, you know, if you're going to ask a question, what's the fruit of this? I mean, we've heard of these revivals where you got barking dogs up in Toronto and all this uh, holy laughter where people can't That's not fruit. The fruit is love, mm. joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It's the fruit of the Spirit. So if you're wondering, is this real? you got to look at the fruit being born out of it. This thing looks like a vineyard. There's fruit coming out everywhere. Mm. So is it perfect? No. But this side of glory, no one is. But is it powerful? And is it fruit-bearing? You better believe it, guys, and I'm thrilled. Mm. Thank you so much for uh, just kind of helping to clarify some of that. And so now it seems that some churches even, we've had, again, some of our listeners talk about baptisms happening in the church. I know our church yeah. has, seems to be having a refreshing wind coming through and a lot of prayer happening and worship that, and a lot of freedom happening and even salvations last Sunday. Um, do you think that's starting to, to, to happen as well, that churches are catching wind? Yeah, I think so, and I think, Tommy, it has to, because at the end of the day, God God loves college campuses, but he put his hand on the church. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church, not college campuses, not parachurch organizations. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So the church, uh, catching fire and catching these this fresh wave of God's spirit, yes. And it's happening. And it's interesting that Jesus' revolution, the movie, and all these things are kind of converging at the same time, combined with the fact that we've got a world in upheaval. I don't care whether it's Ukraine or Afghanistan or China incursions and Taiwanese incursions, potentially. All of these things cause huge disruption in the culture. And I believe there is a a populace in America that is hungry for the transcendent, something better than ourselves. And and I think we're getting the outskirts of that right now. So, Tommy, let it be, right, guys, that yeah. it comes into the church. Yes, where yeah. it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, Carl, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about John 10.10, you know, where it says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There's nothing you would like better to take a movement of God and just kind of pollute it and move it away from its intended purpose. And you had mentioned about the fruit of this. And and I was just looking yeah. at a couple of scriptures while you were talking. Thank you so much for pointing us that way. And in Luke 6, you know, it says a good tree doesn't... Pre- bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. I think as we take a look at this, if you're skeptical to look at the fruit, truly look at the fruit, see what comes out of this, and will it continue to point people to the Lord? Or if something takes a hard left, look at that as well and say, oh, that's not the direction we need to go because that's the enemy taking us down the wrong path. Yeah, that's right. No, we can look at the fruit. We can check it out. By the way, interesting thing, this is a circuit blower I'm about to share with you here, but this this is fun. In John 10, 10, everybody I've ever heard has said that the thief is Satan. That's not the context. The thief in John 10, 10 is the pharisaical teacher. Mm. Now, uh, and by the way, all you got to do, any text out of context is pretext. Yeah. So but that's one of my funnest ones is John 10, 10. Now, is it a spirit of Satan behind it? Yes. But the thief is Pharisees. Herein lies a great thing of what you just set us up for, Tom. The, it, the funny thing about this awakening is that sometimes the thing that's going to steal, kill, and destroy is the professional religious spirit that does not have the power of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've got to be aware of. So 
don't be that guy is what I've been telling our folks on radio. Don't be that guy that's looking to poke holes and everything. Don't be a rubber stamper, but don't be that guy that's poking holes and everything. Instead, look for God. Are you moving? And Tom, just like you said, man, is the tree bearing fruit? Is the vine got grapes coming off this thing? And if it does, let's pray for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what the world? What what do we want? An imperfect revival or a deflated Pharisaical church? Yeah. I'll take a imperfect revival any day of the week. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Carl, sometimes we settle for the deflated Pharisaical religiosity because I, it seems like something that we can control yeah. instead of being open to what the yeah. Holy Spirit's going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, familiar. That's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. We love the familiar, and you're right, Tom. We love what we can control, and that's it's bugged religious people for thousands of years now. That's what drives them crazy. Jesus was uncontrollable, and uh, it drove them nuts so much so they killed him. Yeah, let us. Be different. Yeah, by God's <laughs> yeah. grace, let us be different. And Carl, yeah. as we're wrapping up our time, we know you got to get back to your own show here. So thank you for affording us a few moments. But yeah. if you would pray over us that we would have oh, open spirits of what the Lord's doing right now, just kind of lead us into the presence of the Lord right now. Yeah, we'll do it. Lord, we thank you. We know that humility is the one virtue that gives birth to every other virtue. Andrew Murray's right, isn't he, God? He's right. And you speak so clearly in your word, Father. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up. Lord, we want to do that right now. Now, we are hungry to see your glory on display, your power, your grace in the lives of men and women, boys and girls. God, thank you. Thank you that you... uh, You operate so differently than the world. Thank you that you elevate the lowly and you take the mighty and bring them down for the purpose of your glory. God, lift your name high and thank you that uh, you are most glorified in us as we are most satisfied in you. So give us that satisfaction and you get the glory, but thank you for letting us have a front row seat to experience the joy of this. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.